Good morning. Thanks for those who've uh, shared on the uh, shared your testimonies and shared your stories on the video. Thank you for uh, sharing that. Well, good morning again. Again. It's already been said. This is the final week of our "What on Earth Am I Here For?" campaign. Hopefully, you've been reading through the book. And uh, if you haven't read through it all, that's okay. Keep the book. Keep reading it every day. And uh, there's some really good stuff in there. But, but we've been on this journey. If you're, if you're a first-time visitor here today, you may not know what's going on. But for the last six weeks, our church has been on this journey. Um, we've been looking at this question that you see in front of you. We've been asking ourselves, what on earth? What on earth am I here for? Why am I here? What is, what, what is my purpose in life? Why am I alive? Does my life really matter? What is my purpose in life? You know, we have those interactive uh, chalkboards that are out there in the courtyard. We had them up several weeks ago as well. And we would ask people, what is your purpose in life? And people would put down different things. Uh, and, uh, and then today, the same boards are out there asking basically the same question. But this time the question is not so much what is my purpose, but what is God's purpose for my life? And there's a big difference. There's a big difference. What is God's purpose for my life? What is his calling? And we've been learning about that for the last several weeks. So we refer to this verse. You'll see this verse up here. It's Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And it says, and we know, this is one of my favorite verses, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. Sometimes you just stop right there. But we've got to finish the rest of this verse. And it says, to those who are called according to his purpose. And we believe that God has called each and every one of us, specifically, individually, to his purpose. Not so much my purpose in life, but his purpose. And when we find his purpose for my life, then we find our purpose for our own life. And so, the first lesson we have to learn, and we're just gonna, I'm just going to give a brief summary over the five purposes that we covered in the last several weeks. But the first thing we have to understand is that I am called for God's purpose. Oh, put that verse back up there. Put that verse back up there. I am called for God's purpose. And so that's the first thing we have to understand. And I think all of you pretty much understand that. But we're just going to reinforce today, hopefully, what we've learned in the last several weeks. And this is an interactive service, all right? So you're going to have to talk. Talk back to me. It's okay. And talk to each other, all right? So right now, I want you to talk to each other. I want you to turn to your neighbor, either the right or the left, and say, I am called for God's purpose. <clears throat> turn to your other neighbor and say, I am called for God's purpose. Now turn to the neighbor behind you in front of you and say, I am called for God's purpose. All right. So what are you called to? That's right. Not my purpose, but God's purpose. I'm not called for my plan in life, right? I just attended a couple of uh, graduation ceremonies. Last night we went to Pearl Cities at, at Aloha Stadium. The night before we went to Kapolei High School. And all these young graduates with so much enthusiasm and energy and excitement as they anticipate the future and as we talked to some of them, they had all these great, wonderful plans for their own life. And that's wonderful. That's wonderful. But we're not called to our plans. 
We are called to God's plan for my life. I'm called for God's plan. Now we've got to understand right off the bat, God did not make you for you. God didn't create you just to live a life that's just centered around you or me. And sometimes that's the world we live in, right? Where everything, it's about me, myself, and I. That's just the way the world is. And so we live in the world. And so we grow up thinking like that, that the whole world revolves around me. Right? It's a hard thing to understand. But remember, sometimes, if you've been in conversations or disagreements or arguments, and your feelings get hurt, or nobody understands you or agrees with you, and someone says, remember, it's not about you. It's not about you. And many times we make it about me. But it's, about, it's not about you. God didn't make you for you. You see, you were made by God, and you were made for God. And that's why we're looking at his purposes for our life. Not our own purposes, not our own plan, not our own strategy, but God's purpose. Because that's why God created us, and that's how he designed us, so that we could fulfill his purpose. I am called for God's purpose. So we're going to go through very quickly the five purposes, and we, we covered them of, to try to answer the question, why did God create me? What on earth am I here for? And there were five of them, and, they were, uh, and they're like callings. They're reasons. They're purposes. And the first one, the first calling is that we are called to be loved. We are called to be loved. You see, we were made by God. We were made for God. We were made for his pleasure. And so the first purpose of our life is to be loved by God and to bring him pleasure. Now this one's a little bit different because usually when we think of what's my purpose or what does God want me to do, that means we have to do something, right? We have to do something. But we have to understand this very first purpose that we don't have to do anything. We have to just be loved by God. It doesn't take anything to be loved by God. We just sang that song, His grace is enough. That's what grace is. Grace is free. There's nothing, nothing at all we can do to earn that or to deserve it or to work for it. It's just there. All we have to do is receive it. Jeremiah 31.3, one of my most favorite Bible verses, and I clung to this for many, many years when I was a, when I was a teenager, when I was a, a, a college student, and it says, the Lord says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I love you with an everlasting love. A love that never ends, a love that never even begins. It's just everlasting. It goes on and on and on. And so to be loved by God means that he loves us unconditionally. And so, I told you this was interactive, but I want you to turn to your neighbor again and tell them, God loves me. <clears throat> turn to the other neighbor and say, God loves me. One more time, say, God loves me. There you go. And we have to understand that first of all. Remember, I told the story, it was like a brand new parent. They have a brand new baby. And they just love that baby. And they just love on that baby. 
And what does the baby have to do? Nothing. The baby just lies there and cries and poops and burps and whatever, but the parent still loves them anyway. We're like that little baby. God loves us, and he loves on us. And all we have to do is receive his love. That's our first purpose in life, is just to receive his love. You know, and when we do that, when we receive his love, out of gratitude, out of appreciation, out of thankfulness for what God has done and is doing and how much he loves us, in turn, we want to please him. We want to love him back. We want to return that love. And that is called worship. That is called worship. Worship is doing anything that pleases God. Worship is not just about singing songs up here and raising your hands. That's part of it, but not all of it. Worship is just living every day, doing everyday, normal, ordinary things to please God. Right? Our first purpose is to bring pleasure to God. And how do we do that? By how we treat each other, by how we think about other people, by how we live our lives. So everything we do can and should be an act of worship. So that's our first purpose, is to, be, is to worship, is to be loved by God and to bring God pleasure. So that's our first purpose. Our second purpose, we were called to belong. We were called to belong. We were formed for God's family. That's fellowship. You know, God, God treasures God treasures relationships. And that's what being a child of God is all about. It's relationships. It's not a ritual. It's not coming to church every day. It's not doing the list of do's and don'ts and all those other things. It's having a relationship with God. And it's also having a relationship with his family, with one another, the church. That's why we're part of this church. And hopefully there are relationships taking place, good positive, solid, God-encouraging relationships taking place. But we were formed for God's family. 1 John 3, 1 says, See how very much our Heavenly Father loves us, for He allows us to be called His children. And we really are. We really are His children. And we long to be connected to something bigger and something greater than us. And that's that, that's that family connection that we all need. We need that sense of belonging that sense of community. And God created us to be a part of his family. And so, I want you to turn to your neighbor, and if it's a guy, I want you to say, hi, brother. And if it's a gal, I want you to say, hi, sister, because we're all family. Go ahead. (coughs) Turn to someone else and say, hi, brother, hi, sister. There you go, come on. Say it again. Hi, brother, hi, sister. Fellowship. Fellowship. We were formed to be a part of God's family. To live in relationship with God and with each other. And I hope our relationship with God is right. In Hawaiian we use the word pono. You're right. And I hope your relationship with other people, with your brothers and your sisters, with your ohana, with your family is pono, is right. The fellowship. 
Number three, our third purpose, that we were called, we were called to become. We were created to become like Christ. We were created to become more and more and to grow into the image of God's only Son, Jesus Christ. To grow to be more and more like Jesus in, in everything we do, in what we say, in what we think, in how we behave, in our heart's intentions, and in our motives, all those things. We need to grow to be more and more like Jesus Christ. And God created us to do that. You see, I can be more kind, I can be more forgiving, I can be more generous, I can be more thoughtful, I can be more unselfish, I can be more purposeful in all I do. So listen to this sentence. God's ultimate goal for your life on earth is not comfort. God's ultimate goal for your life on earth is not comfort, but it's character development. Think about that. It's not comfort, it's character development. Because those are the things, our character will last through time and eternity. That's what we take with us when we leave this earth. And so one of our purposes here on earth is to grow in our character, to grow in our faith, to grow in our trust, in our dependence on the Lord, so that we mature, we mature, we can become more and more like Jesus Christ. And you know, we understand none of us are perfect. You saw that in the video when Jill said the first thing she, she came to the conclusion was that she was not perfect. Anybody perfect in here? Put your hand down, Bram. <laughs> We're all a work in progress, right? We all have room for improvement. We all need to continue to grow. You know what? Turn to your neighbor and say, God is not finished with me yet. <clears throat> Turn to the other neighbor and say, God is not finished with me yet. One more time, God is not finished with me yet. We all need to continue to grow. Till the day we die, we should be growing in our faith. It's like that tree. That's why we have the tree here. Some of you may be wondering, why is there a tree on the stage? Because it represents growth. And we should be constantly growing. Each and every day, we should be moving a little bit closer and closer and closer, becoming more and more like Jesus in our character. So the question I have for you today is, are you growing in your faith? Are you growing in your relationship with the Lord? That's something between you and Him. And if we're honest with ourselves, we really need to reflect on that. Because that is one of the purposes of God that he has for us, that he wants us to grow. So we need to ask ourselves and check ourselves. So we were created to become like Jesus Christ. And then the fourth, the fourth purpose is that we were called to bless. We were called to bless. Remember, we are shaped, and Major W referred to this, we are shaped to serve God. It's like Jesus who came to this earth not to be served, Although he was the Son of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he came to this earth, but he did not come to be served, but he came to serve. He came to serve, to give of himself, to sacrifice. You see, we were put on this earth to make a contribution. 
We were put on this earth to make a difference with our lives. We weren't put on this earth just to be takers and get as much as we can out of life, which is the way the world thinks. But we were put on this earth to give and to serve and to share. And we were uniquely designed and created and shaped by God to serve him in a very unique way. And SHAPE, remember that acronym SHAPE, S stands for the spiritual gifts. And God has given each and every one of us spiritual gifts. H stands for our heart, our passion. God has given you a passion for something. And he wants you to use it for his honor, his glory. A stands for the abilities. You saw the kids up here. They've been given the gift and the abilities to sing and they make beautiful music. But it's not to their honor and glory, it's to the glory of God. P stands for your personality. We all have different personalities. There's no right, there's no wrong. They're all unique, and that's been given to you by God, and God wants to use that. Use it for his honor and glory. And then the the letter E, which stands for experience. We've all gone through life. We've all had different experiences. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. But God can use that. He can use your experience, what you've gone through, to serve someone else, to minister to other people. So God has shaped us. He shaped us in a way that makes us very unique, and he shaped us so that we can serve. We can serve in a very unique way. And many of you are already serving. Many of you are already volunteering here in the church. You sing on the worship team, you're an usher, you're a greeter, you're a driver, you help with hospitality, you help in children's ministry. There's many, many more opportunities to serve. And I believe God has called each and every one of you to serve. He's shaped you, he's designed you, he's uniquely created you to serve. And so we are blessed. We are blessed with so many things. The gifts he's given us, our passions, our experiences, And those blessings that we receive from him is not something to be just taken in and hoarded. But those blessings need to be shared. So turn to your neighbor and say, I am blessed to be a blessing. Turn to someone else and say, I am blessed to be a blessing. One more time, I am blessed to be a blessing. That's ministry. We're all called to be ministers. Not just major lum, but we're all ministers. And the word minister actually means, to, minister means to serve. The Bible says we're all ministers. We're all called to serve. So the question is, how are you serving? How are you serving? How are you using your shape to serve God? So we're called to bless. We're called to serve God. And then the fifth the final purpose, and Matt spoke well about this last week, that we, is that we are called to be sent. We are called to be sent, that, that we were made for a mission. You know, Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, the Father sent Jesus from heaven to come to this earth. He said, as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. He was telling that, saying that to his disciples, and he's saying that to us. I was sent... And so I'm going to send you as well. Telling others 
telling others about Jesus, telling others how they can have eternal life, believe it or not, telling others how they can have eternal life is the greatest thing you can do for anyone. We were in Ohana group last week at Carl's house, and Bram asked that question. Who's on your list that doesn't know Jesus? That you can somehow pray for them or influence them. All of us have people in our circle of influence. It could be friends, family members, co-workers, neighbors, whoever, who are far away from God. And God says, I'm sending you. This is one of my purposes for you. Because you don't want to spend eternity without them. And that's a heavy thing upon us. But that is one of our purposes. And as Matt explained last week, it's really not that difficult to do that, to bless other people, to serve them in a way, to to not only tell them that Jesus loves them, but just to show them by your everyday actions. But we were called to mission, to bring others to Christ. That's the Great Commission. The Great Commission is really our mission, to go out and make disciples of all nations. And so, turn to your neighbor for the last time today and look them straight in the eye and say, Jesus loves you. Turn to your other neighbor and say, Jesus loves you. And say it one more time to someone else. Say, Jesus loves you. That was easy, right? Because we're all in church. We all know that Jesus loves us, right? That's so easy. Now my challenge to you is, when you walk out that door, when you go home, when you go back to work, when you see people, loved ones, that are far away from God, tell them that Jesus loves them. But just don't tell them Show them by the way you live your life, by the way you interact with them. It doesn't happen overnight, but your actions say so much more than your words, but still use words. But that is one of our purposes, is to tell others about Jesus, to not keep the good news to ourselves, but to spread it out, because that is God's will. God's will is that no one would perish, that everyone would come to repentance. And that's why he needs us to sow the seeds, to plant the seeds, to water. Now, God is the one that causes all the growth, but he can use us in many ways to influence people, to pray for them, to keep them in the forefront of your mind. So remember, don't be afraid to tell other people that Jesus loves them. So those were our five purposes. And just a quick review. Our purposes are to worship God, to have fellowship, discipleship to grow, ministry to serve, and evangelism, which is to go on a mission. And our mission is to tell others the good news of Jesus Christ. So now that our campaign has come to a close, what's next? What's simple is this. We just don't close the book and forget about it. But now that you know God's purposes for your life, the hard part is living it out. Some of you have already begun to do that, and that's wonderful. But I would encourage you 
to keep doing that, to keep living out these purposes, to keep being reminded, keep going back to the book, keep going back to his word, be reminded of why God created you and how he wants to use you in whatever place that you're at, he wants you to use you for his purposes. John 13, 17 says, and this is Jesus speaking, and he says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I hope that you will be blessed as you continue to live out God's purposes for your life. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads and ask Matt to play. And as we bring our service to a conclusion this morning, and even as we bring our campaign to a conclusion, I want you to, as we've we've shared these purposes, as we've studied them, I pray that you would act upon them. Whatever it may be, decide to do just one thing. Maybe you just have to start with the very first purpose. To just be loved. Maybe there's someone here this morning that doesn't feel loved. You don't feel like you're worth anything. And God says, I love you with an everlasting love. And all you have to do is just receive it. So simple. You don't have to do anything. Maybe you need to start with that very first purpose. And then it goes on from there. Maybe God is calling you to serve him in a specific capacity. He's gifted you. He's given you a heart of passion for something to serve others, to give. What is it that God is laying on your heart? Ask him. Ask, and you will receive. What ways can you serve him? Do I need to be growing more? Maybe that's a question we need to ask ourselves. Maybe I've been distracted by things, so my spiritual growth has been maybe stunted a little bit or or it's plateaued off. Over I allowed circumstances in my life to kind of take me away from my relationship with the Lord. Come back. God is a God of forgiveness. God is a God of grace. He understands and he cares. And he wants us to continue to remain in sweet fellowship with him, to continue to grow, become more and more like his son, Jesus Christ. That's his purpose. That's his desire for each of us. So whatever you need to do, you make a fresh commitment, a fresh renewal of your heart to the Lord this morning as I pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you because you are a God who loves us so much that even before the beginning of time, you were thinking about us that we were on your mind and that you loved us from the very beginning and you continue to love us. And you created us and you designed us uniquely to be the person that you would want us to be. And Father, we thank you because you've designed us with a purpose that gives our life meaning and gives our life significance. And so Lord, we can thank you for that. And we can praise you and we can worship you for that. And so, Father, we thank you for these last six weeks, and we we thank you for the reminders again of the purposes of our life. Help us, Father, to be faithful in trying to live out those purposes 
on a daily basis. We love you, Father. We give you all the praise and all the glory. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. God bless you.